It's the slightly crunchy mom cast. Slightly crunchy mom cast. Where our discussions are based in evidence. And we try to maintain our relevance. But two drinks in, and we try not to lose our. It's the slightly crunchy mom cast. Slightly crunchy mom cast. The slightly crunchy mom cast. Hey, 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 this is a slightly crunchy mom cast. This is a podcast with research based parenting information from a real world perspective of two moms just trying not to lose their shit. Hey, you like our podcast? Take a moment, let us know. Leave us a review on iTunes. It's going to help us out and help others find our podcast too. Now let's get to it. I'm Brittany. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and a clinical addiction specialist. I almost forgot that. I'm Whitney. I'm a nurse. I don't normally say what we're talking about. Yeah, I, I messed with my flow there. I felt it. It didn't feel right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's normally, I was going to say, I was waiting for you to tell the topic. Yeah. Now let's get to it. Today we're talking about teaching your child how to be a good friend. There it is. Do we feel like we're back in? Are we back in the game? I mean, yeah, I think we got back there. Okay. It's really, I Sweet. mean, you are a routine person. I know. So like, when you, I mean, I know. that was a little odd for me. Well, I've been a little listeners. off lately. I've been a little off. I'm trying to get myself back in. But yeah, you're right. Routine. That's that's the name of my game. Are you... I think we've both been a little bit off. Yeah. I mean, I've had this cold now. We met last week, this week. I've had it for, what, two weeks? I don't even know. And I have one now, too. In fact, I went to the Minute Clinic because I thought maybe I have strep because Elise had strep. And my throat's been very sore for four days. And I don't, which confirms my theory that Elise had, I think she had strep plus a cold. Yeah, but the good probably. news is I didn't get the strep. Of course, I would have honestly rather had strep than this cold because I could have just taken an antibiotic and I would have felt better in 24 hours. But instead, I cold over strep, here we I are. Feel, I feel what you're, I feel your quick I was fix. looking for a quick fix. Uh, I got to keep however, it moving. The whole thing. Yeah, I feel you right there. What you drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking Dr. Dank Wicked Weed IPA. What like a Snoop Dogg beer. Yeah, it does. It does. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like Dr. Dank. <laughs> I'm drinking a Blue Moon. Old, old school. Oh, kicking it. Let's talk about routine. We're just going to keep uh, our yeah. patterns. I do love my Blue Moon. <laughs> and I'm sure by the end of this, I'll be even more nasally than I am now. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. All right. Well, we're talking about teaching your kid how to be a good friend. I felt like this is something that I'm going through with my daughter right now. So she's in second grade. She just turned eight. So like, some kids in her class are seven, some are eight. And I feel like like the little girl stuff is starting up. I won't call it drama. It's not there yet. But it's uh, it's very like, you know, friend focus, BFF, best friend. You know, it's a big deal if you're somebody's best friend. But it's also like subject to change. But you have to like make the announcement if you're someone's best friend, you know. <laughs> and like once it's announced, like... It is, in fact, official for that time period. But then if you do something or you don't do something, then, you know, you might not be a best friend anymore. So, like, it could be used as a pawn. So, it's almost like a, you know, a win-lose type of situation because hey, now you put your cars on the those, table. Like, do they still have those, like, 
bracelets where like oh yeah they, girl. Like, cut in half yeah some of our my best friends and i sorry side note like got one of those and we went to like a jeweler and we, there Damn. were four of them that now had, that there was were legit. three of us and we paid for this thing for like months uh-huh it's a big deal. That's what I'm saying. And I don't think we'll talk about it, but I don't, I suspect it's not such a thing with boys. Um, but, you know, <laughs> right now know it's, yeah, it's a very big deal. And it's like who you play with and what. And also, I will even further to say there's a certain level of manipulation, which to me, it's extremely obvious overt bad manipulation but it's because they're seven and eight but uh man at least gets bamboozled by it i mean it's like at play if you don't play what i want you to play at recess then you are no longer my best friend in fact it will be carter not you and that somehow <laughs> is incredibly detrimental it's it has a lot of impact you know yeah i mean i don't know like no Grim is never gonna get into these games <laughs> by his sheer personality honestly like he's just never gonna be involved but i do know that he came home the other day and he was like mom a lot of kids say shut up and i was like <laughs> okay and uh i was like so what's the context behind it and he was like well there's this one kid that i think probably struggles with behaving and being nice and uh for putting it for lack of a better way of putting it sometimes i and struggle with that too though yeah and so they were like telling him to like they were like Shh, like we can't hear and he's like shut up like, under <laughs> his breath and i was like okay well that was rude <laughs> But then he had another girl that was telling him to shut up. And I was like, isn't that girl your friend? And he was like, well, yeah. And I was like, well, let's talk about the context. But he had said, like, also, he was like, well, and also today I asked if I could play soccer on the field. And they said no. And I was like, okay. Well, what's the context behind that? Did you ask one person? Was the game already filled? Like, what was going on? He was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, Okay, and he was like, so I didn't do anything. I was like, well, that's a little on you. <laughs> like, yeah. Do something else, then. But it's not really, you know, Green doesn't really have that yet. Meyer will absolutely probably play those games and be hurt by those games. Yeah. Because, you know, he'll come back and be like, today his buddy did not want to play with him. He was like, it didn't want to play with me. And he struggles with groups he really struggles with groups and he's like didn't want to play with me like he doesn't want to be my friend i don't have any friends and i'm like dramatic 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 <laughs> and so like meyer absolutely will struggle with what elise struggles with which is figuring out how to let some stuff roll off your back yeah and also realize that like eh, what are you gonna do well you know the topic is how do you teach your kid to be a best to be a good friend and you know it's i think that's a little um challenging in and of itself because my view is a lot of this stuff they had got to learn kind of through experience and on their own and to me like even some of elisa's behaviors at home that are kind of bratty i think to myself hmm, i can correct those and i do don't get me wrong i definitely fight those battles but i think to myself that is something that peer interactions are going to work out of her system because you can't act like that all the time people peers aren't going to tolerate it. so it's real different if i tell her to stop doing something and a peer tells her to stop doing something and you know it's kind of like she's a little girl right so sometimes it's like in the tone and the way she says it's not what she says but how she says it her nonverbals, her tone her body language her facial expressions and so what i'll do in those times is i will physically reflect it back to her in the same way she presented it to me and i will say to her like 
how did that come across? How did that make you feel? And she'll say, well, not very good. I didn't think it was like that. And I think that like some of that stuff is valuable too, because I tell her all the time, like if you treat your friends like that, they're not going to want to play with you. Like they're not going to want to spend a lot of time around you. Now I'll tell you, she had a birthday party the other day and she had several girls over the house and (laughs) I thought some of the stuff Elise does is like, man, that is just, that is just kind of whack. All these girls are doing the same stuff. So it's like definitely like, you know, and it's funny because they also check each other. Like Elise was being like super excited and her friend is like, Elise, calm down. She's trying to tell us what to do. (laughs) Like, well, you know, that's, that's helpful. But I do think yeah. you said Graham doesn't it does isn't really impacted. But I will tell you that example you gave honestly is the same thing that I think Elise deals with when she wants to do one certain thing and it's declined for whatever reason by a friend or a group of friends. And then the skill there is like, all right, well, I need I'm just going to find something else to do. But instead, she just does nothing. <laughs> yeah, you that's know? what he chose to do. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was like the first time we've ever heard this problem. He's never come to me before and said like anything like that. And so it was like. Okay. When I was reading about this this topic, you know, it's kind of funny. And I'm going to say this. We say, like, evidence-based. And there's a lot about parenting that is not evidence-based. So I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there for our podcast listeners. A lot about parenting is not evidence-based. Because so much of environments and day-to-day things kind of change a situation. And therefore, it's really hard to get, like, concrete evidence about something. Um, and so I'm going to say that this episode is kind of going to be a little bit more of like, what do we think and feel? Because that's kind of when I was reading it, it was a lot of this stuff. It's like model good friendships. And I was like, well, this is obvious. You know, if I, if my so friends show up that? and I decide to smack them, <laughs> like that's not a good friendship, right? Like if, you know, like, so it's kind of like, well, that, that's, that's, that's just in- in general, a great example, like you model what you want your children to do and you hope that they pick up on it. But a lot of what I think, you know, someone said at one time, children teach children yeah. how to play. Yeah. And it is a That's lot of that. That's what I was that. saying. Yeah. It is a lot of that of like, but and it doesn't, it hurts me when my children hurt. And of so course. Like, I do have this little part in me that wants to like, talk to them or lecture them or be like hey blah 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 but the other part of me is also like what they need to do is kind of experience it because these are small grade experiences that teach them like you are going to disappoint people in life people are going to disappoint you and like there is a little bit of learning forgiveness and then also learning boundaries and as a child into adulthood it wasn't until one of my friend's really explained to me like I had a problem with boundaries so she would say to me she was like Whitney my friend will be having a hard time and she was like and I will take them out to eat and I will you know listen to them and then I will be there for them she was like but you will move them into your house (laughs) find them a job and she wasn't wrong you know she was like find them a job be cooking for them every single night she was like you just need some boundaries and it was a really good thing to learn and I was definitely in my 20s when I had this conversation. And so, you know, I, it it is good. I think sometimes to allow a lot of this stuff to play out, to learn that, like, Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm giving all of myself to this person. They're giving very little in return. And now Mm -hmm. I'm frustrated by how little they're giving back when it's kind of on me. It's a bit of this is on me. Like I, I'm the one that gave all this. 
And so when they gave nothing in return, I'm feeling slighted. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have done so much. And it is a skill that you have to learn. And I do believe it starts when they're very young. Yeah. And well, that's true. I mean, because I think, you know, I think most of us has probably had those, those times when things aren't being reciprocated. And I also struggle with that too. And I do remember I got to a point in my life, maybe I was, maybe I was in my twenties. I don't know. I don't remember exactly, but you know, I sort of realized, you know what, I'm because I don't have a problem initiating and I actually don't have a problem initiating most of the time. Like call, text, ask if people want to hang out, have them over at my house, whatever. Um, but I don't want to always be the only one doing it. You know what I'm saying? Because to me, I'm not going to chase people. I, I never chased boyfriends. I'm not chasing friends. You know, now I will say it's different when you have a friend that is struggling with something and they're going through a rough patch and you are quote unquote chasing to be supportive because you know they just don't have that bandwidth right now and so you're doing more of that for them that is not what i'm talking about i'm talking about you know relationships that are maybe friendships early on or whatever where you feel like you step back and you're like why am i always the one texting calling inviting like I'm going to throttle back because I don't feel like it's reciprocal and I don't feel like it's recognized or appreciated. And I don't feel like you want to be spending time with me anyways. And I'll tell you what, I've throttled back sometimes and that friendship has ended. And that was a message for me. that's like, okay, well, I'm of the opinion and I tell this to Elise too. And I will tell it to Rhett, but it's especially important, I think, for female relationships is like, You don't have to be friends with everyone. You are not going to be friends with everyone and not everyone is going to like you and you are not going to like everyone. Okay, that's an unrealistic expectation. Now, what you do have to be is kind. And sometimes you also need to be inclusive. Now, that doesn't mean to invite people to hang out that you don't like. No, that means when you're a group setting, try not to act like you don't like that person. Right. Like take it on the chin and keep it moving. Um But I mean, that's something for me is like, if you don't, it's cool, like no harm, no foul. If you don't view this friendship, this relationship like I do, then we can kind of agree to kind of silently separate. And and I also think, and we've talked about this before, as you get older, like there are friendships that maybe they were, they were good when you were in a certain phase of your life. But when you move to another phase, things don't align. Like I've faded out of friendships when kids came into the picture and got older and our parenting styles and kind of our moral situation like really was incompatible and so it wasn't something that I really desired to continue and it faded because in those situations probably is reciprocal too right like that feeling is like yeah we're probably too different to like want to do this with our leisure time because as you get older too we don't have a lot of leisure time so I'm also under the opinion like if it's my leisure time why am I spending time with people that I don't really care for and I know that that sounds like kind of rough but like it's true man like it doesn't mean I'm not going to be nice to everyone but like why am I spending my leisure time in a way that is not even enjoyable for me yeah I mean in a way you could see that as boundaries yeah and yeah. you know with that kids when I'm talking to them about their friends my biggest thing that I try and talk to them about is when someone treats you a way that you don't like yeah. and not bothers you, then don't do that back to someone. And I think that that is a bit of a higher, like a more mature way of thinking, which is like, if you don't like when people like Meyer gets really upset when he's competitive 
for his little five-year-old heart. And he gets really upset when he loses and someone says, you lose. However, when we're doing something and he wins, oh, he begins big dancing. <laughs> Very celebratory. Yes, I'm the winner. (laughs) I'm amazing. Look at me and my winning self. We went through this just yesterday because we decided we were going to go walk and play some basketball. And I'm a sports person. We all know this. And so he wanted to run between side and side. Well, just before that, someone had said, like, you lost. Like, you lost that game. And he was, like, upset about this. He was, like, crying. He was, like, he called me a loser. And I was, like, let's clarify what he said here, first of all. And then second of all, I was like, you did in fact lose, so lock it up, which I am kind of one of those like suck it up buttercup type of people where yeah. I'm like lock it up, you did lose, like yeah. who cares, but that did happen. And third of all, like, you know, like who cares, like who cares, but so we're running and he beats me, he actually beat me running, which I usually don't let him, but in defense of me losing to a five-year-old, he told me when he was already halfway there and then I couldn't catch him. So, because um, I think it's good to learn best I'm faster than you. So, he then begins dancing. He's pointing at me. He's like, I win, you lose, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, Myron, do you like it when, you know, your friend did this to you? And he was like, no. I was like, then why are you doing it to me? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? Why are you bragging so much? Like, yeah. I know you won. I was I was a part of this. And he's like, <laughs> oh, never mind. We went to the very next one and he did it again. And I was just like, okay, well, this is, definitely a higher level of thinking but it is sometimes when i'll watch these things play out that i will i will then say it back to them when they're being like when we're in this friendship type role where i'm not like necessarily being the mom but we're friends because we're playing basketball we're doing these friendly things where like i will emulate what a good friend is i do stay out of teaching them how to be good friends when I see it unless they are being physically wrong or they're just being too much where it's like, okay, they have told you numerous times mm-hmm. to stop, now you need to stop. And so, or if there's any physical things that it looks like it's escalating to that point. Yeah. Um, then I step in and be like, okay, okay, okay. Both of you guys are not being good friends because this is escalated. So we're just going to separate. Them well, and yes. And, you know, that's that you're talking about like that peer learning. And, and you had that experience. And I did, too. I think I was like 10 or 12. And I was, you know, I was being sassy the same way Elise is like she gets it honest. And I distinctively remember remember I had a person that was on my basketball team and she was a few years older than me. And she was like, you know, when you talk like that, it's not nice. And I don't want to really be around you and she was saying it she wasn't being mean because she was older than me and I think she was really in her way trying to teach me something but to this day like I still remember that and it was funny because like I know my parents told me that over and over but I'm like yeah I do have a sharp tongue I mean something I've always struggled with continue to and I need to kind of reel it in you know and so you talk about not really getting involved I try to yes we model right we also like correct it when we hear it one-on-one um but you know there's also like scenarios i don't like to get involved in most of the time either because i'm not able i'm not like at least will come home and tell me stuff that happened at school and i don't ever want to discourage her from that because i always want you know if if i don't if i'm not open to that now in her elementary years 
middle and high school, she's not going to talk to me because she's not going to think that it matters. But it is a fine line, I think, sometimes between validating these things that really matter to them that don't feel like a big thing to us, like losing a race or something like that. There's a fine line between validating it and then helping them kind of have perspective about it. And, you know, there's like Elise will come home and talk about this one specific girl who she calls her best friend, who I think she is her favorite person. She loves spending time with her. But I hear this little girl's name so much because Elise says she hurt my feelings. She did this. She she told me I had to do this or she wasn't going to be my friend. And I'm like, Elise... I have told you time and time and time again, if you don't like the way that she that she makes you feel, you do not have to spend time with her. Yet every recess, every whatever, you're with her. So like, I'm gonna stop even saying anything about it. Like, because, you know, you have choices to separate yourself, but you don't do it. And so then well, I think, you know, what in the world? Well, then I think also in that scenario, you're hearing one person exactly. Side on how they're wrong. Yes. What is Elise doing the wrong? One hundred percent. My friend Haley, who I've talked about numerous times, I've actually known her since I was three years old, and we have been friends for a very, very long time. And when you talk to my parents or her parents, we used to fight all the time when we were young. And we were together all the time. But like we would argue, we would get mad. I would say Haley's being and she, mm-hmm. goes, she doesn't want to play you know a lot of this stuff and we're still friends and it's been 40 some odd years and we've been there you know my friend Haley we've been there for each other for each other when parents had cancer and you know heart, like we've been there for each other for so long but it took a long time that was my like learning and you're hearing one side of it mm-hmm. and so like Elise is constantly talking about her my guess is she goes home and talks about 100%. Elise to her mother 100% <laughs> Which is why, like, it's, like, when you get involved in it as a parent, and you're, you're being like, well, that was, like, whatever, that was, you should be, you know, like, you're, you're taking sides when you haven't heard the other side. Mm-hmm. And so it is one of those things where it's like, you don't have to be friends with anyone. You don't have to be their friend. However, at this point, like, these are decisions that you're making. And short of you being physically harmed, I'm going to let you go through this. Exactly. Unless, Which is why my, like my alcohol, you know, yes. kind of thing. Well, like, this is elementary school. So, you know, luckily the friend issues are, are not as significant. Yeah. But I, that's why I give general guidance. I'm like, don't have to like everyone. Don't have to be friends with everyone. But you do have to be kind. So it's funny. I asked Elise. I said, Elise, I'm talking today about um, me and Whitney are talking about being a good friend. So what does it mean to be a good friend? Like, you know, how do you show someone you're a good friend? <laughs> it's funny because hers are like really action oriented. You know, she's like, well, if you have a have, you could give them a snack. Uh, if they don't have any water, you could go get them a cup of water. Um, you know, I really like it when people bring me gifts. Like, of course, she likes. It. She's like, but you could also like give them a hug. Or and I and I said, well, what about when someone's being mean to them? Like, should you stick up for them? And she was like, yes, you should go say to that person, what you're doing is very mean and. It's hurting our feelings, and you need to stop. <laughs> I was like, that's right, my little assertive girl. <laughs> but that's another thing. What about sticking up for others? Do you do you teach your kids that? Um, I don't really do that. However, I teach Graham that his brother is younger, and he should always look out for those that are younger and weaker than him and be their like be their voice when they can't 
So I don't know that we've ever really had that conversation, but I also think that my son Graham is very quiet. And so to saddle that on him, I don't know that he would really feel comfortable. However, I think yeah. as he gets older, he'll naturally kind of do that. Uh, he's, he's actually a pretty considerate kid. Both my children are actually very considerate. And so I, I do think as he gets older, and he's in karate and those things, when he's learning this confidence, I, I think he'll do it without me even having to have that conversation with him. And Maya is so vocal that, like, we're going to always, we're going to have problems with him. Like, yeah, he'll stick up for him. Like, he'll he'll be, like, so I don't know that, like, no, we don't really go into that all that much. Because some, they're boys. And so the reality of all this is, you're dealing with girls. Boys are more likely to use their fists. Mm-hmm. And they're more likely to use violence than girls. And so a little bit of me is also kind of has to toe that line of like, and I've said this to them before, if you do that to that someone when they are older or if you whatever, they are going to punch you in the face. And he's like, well, uh, and I'm like, I just want to be clear about that. Like, you are what you are doing is very offensive to people. And as a male, if you do that to another male, it's not going to end up well. And so like, we do say that kind of stuff. So I, we do talk about like be looking out for the younger person making sure that we're aware that they are smaller and those kind of things but no i have not really said like you need to go step in and um you know because i just think that will be something that will work yeah i mean i don't i haven't explicitly taught it um and yeah it is girl different than boy dynamic but i've definitely seen elise do it and i've seen some of her friends do it for her too um so it's interesting because I, I think that, you know, kids do definitely have an innate sense of what's right and what's fair and what's wrong and what's not. Now, I, I struggle with the fairness. Um, I find fairness largely the argument of, quote, it's not fair, really irrelevant. And I don't entertain it when Elise says it at all. It actually one of the things that bothers me because life's not fair. Um, it's not that's not a reason for me to get hot and bothered about something because you weren't treated fairly um now of course you've got to use adult judgment and all that right there's context but you know the whole i'm it's not fair thing doesn't really work with me but it's funny because i think you know kids they have a, a sense of like if they see a peer not being treated well by another peer i do think there's a a drive sometimes depending on personality type and all that good stuff to kind of try to seek justice in those times. And how they yeah. do that, I think, is probably, you know, it's probably flawed. But it's nice to see, you know. And it is nice to see when you've got kids that's, that are friends and, like, another friend of your kids stick up for them. Um, oh, yeah. You know, that's a that's a cool thing to see. I especially like it, you know, uh, Elise has a lot of friends that are boys that have not come kind of from her own development at school and that sort of thing but mainly from um you know my friends that have boys and you know that's happened a couple times where we'll be places and random boys will kind of be picking on Elise and uh she's been stood up for and that's just kind of cool to see you know kind of a chivalrous thing right I think that dynamic's a little bit different but yeah all right well any final thoughts Whitney in your wisdom and guidance no, I got nothing to do. I got nothing. <laughs> but we're the experts, right? Aren't we? Well, you know, it's kind of it's what I'm saying. Well, it was like what I was saying. So much about parenting. There are some things that are like 
very data driven and give that, but then there's so much that is just like subjective. True that. Like where you're at, what scenario you're in, how much I like it's parenting in general is like that, which is why it's, if you ask me such a struggle to parent, because especially if you're like my type of personality where it's like, you want the answer. Like I like data numbers, answers, clear cut things. And so it was, you know, you read all these things, you're like, this is so vague. And like, I can read one blog that's like, well, you do nothing. And then you read another like thing. And then you look at research and it's like, there is no reason. A lot of gray. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. So I got no wisdom for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, either way, thanks for listening. If you'd like to give us topic feed, goodness. I'm all over the place today. I'll get there. If you'd like to give us feedback or provide topic suggestions or just tell us your own funny stories, reach out to us at slightlycrunchymomcast at gmail.com. You can also give us a follow at Instagram at slightlycrunchymomcast. Until next week, bye. Bye.